Om. Uh, namaste. Welcome everyone to Satsang uh, today. Sunday? Sunday? Okay. <laughs> I missed it all a little bit. Huh? Okay, very good. And um, okay. you to consider a little bit before you, there's a rush to put hands up uh, that you are really um, the question is really uh, very important for you not just to catch my attention but to, that you have a question or something to share that's very very important and it should be able to be cleared up today right here so Start with you. Thank you, Father. Mm. I feel very grateful being here, mm. and I need your guidance on self-inquiry. Um, in the last months, there have been many desires, very strong, which came up, and uh, I've been sitting with it a lot, inquiring for whom are they coming and who is the one who wants to fulfill them. And at times, they would just vanish, and then at times there would be such a strong backlash that. No, you say, you know, um, you, your approach was to find out for whom are they coming. Yes. And uh, in response to this, um, to, to, to this, you say they just vanish. Uh, vanish is cheating a little bit. Your question has not been answered, you see. For whom are they coming? This was the question: To whom? Who? Who is? Uh, whose desires are they? There is no cynicism in this type of question. See, it is really probing into the very root to clarify in a very, very profound way to see clearly. You see, because they are coming for some sense of somebody. Otherwise, if there is no one for whom they come, and they, they haven't come. So your question, for whom? Who is so caught by this? Why is this this desire? If he is very strong, and for whom? Who is for whom has this desire come? And then you must be very quiet and very alert, but keep the question very much alive in you, to see if you can find who, who. Just. Uh, if uh, simply there is a disappearing of the of, of the the desire, and uh, you feel uh, good, good relief, but you have not answered the question. Maybe the mind itself can take this form of appearing to not exist. It's gone, and you ah, good. So if relief is what you want. Uh, give an example, if you can imagine that uh, 
they're training these particular dogs, sniffer dogs, to find drugs in the airport. Hmm? And they're training them. So what happened is that uh, they hide these various drugs in different places, and they send the dogs out. They already introduced the smell to them. The dogs know what they have to do. They have to find this thing. So if they go and they smell lavender, they're not interested. If they go, even they smell meat, they're not interested. They want marijuana. Okay? They want cocaine. They want something. <laughs> and they'll smell. And then only when they find the thing, they will start to the tail is wagging and you see them furious. Then the police will go there. Because they don't have nose like the sniffer dog. And they'll go there and they'll find it. When they find it now, they will pat the dog, rub him a bit, give him doggy biscuit. Job done. You see? Now, supposing uh, they are, the dog is out there, uh, sniffing away, and then before he finds something, huh, the thief is hiding and give him doggy biscuit. The smuggler is in the space, doggy biscuit. And the dog takes the biscuit, and abandons the search. Then this dog will be rejected. He only wants biscuit. The other dog wants marijuana. He doesn't smoke marijuana, but he trains for marijuana. So this one is going to go. So it reminds me of this when you speak, because you say, that uh, okay, I'm searching. You know, who is it that want? Who is it that is here? That why this? You know, this this strong desire is coming. You know, for whom? And then suddenly, all your attention is focusing on to find where does this come from? Is it for whom is it? You keep very quiet, and you are you are also advised don't use imagination. It's not necessary. It must be a, a sober discovery. So the mind is also mind is like the smuggler. He's also going to give you something, hmm? or he's going to play possum. <laughs> then you say, "Ah, oh, he's dead. He's dead. Call off the search. He's dead, or he's gone, and it's enough." But you have not solved. You must stay with it. You must say, "Yeah, okay, you vanished, but no, no." You see, who stay with your question? Your question should still be alive. Like this, you must do. It's then, just that yeah. in the recent satsang um, was played where you talk about these desires, mm. where then this voice came. What if it is not possible at all? Mm. And uh, if I do this inquiry, it seems there's the, the contrary happening. Like maybe one day you can still do it. You know, there's still this possibility, and then they. There's a lot of distraction happening, and then I keep fighting with it. <laughs> yes, if you say like that, actually there is no such thing as a distraction. You are distracted. If there was something as a fact called a distraction, it would be a fact for everybody. It would distract everyone. You can't distract some and not others. So the power of that thing, the distraction, is not in the thing, it is in you. As I said, uh, there is no nothing at all exists in the world uh, that has a fixed meaning. 
the meaning of anything is not in the thing, but in the mind of the one perceiving it. We, we, we get this yet? You, 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 can you follow this type of thing? Yeah, it's not in the thing. You say, somebody says, Oh, yeah, I've got this beautiful flower for you to take. Oh, I know you're going to love it. And they bring it, Oh, my God, what is that? You cannot get You love it. And then someone, oh, oh my God, starts sneezing and sort of all kind of things. So you cannot say that there is a distraction. Something is causing you to feel distracted like that. But I want to go back. Prior to that, you said something that uh, I was. You were watching one satsang. I was advising someone because they had said that a very strong um, desire had come for them, and this desire would not. It was very very strong. Like I want this thing. I want this thing or this person. I want this person. And then, uh, then it came up. But you can't have them. Because they belong to somebody else. Uh, you see, something is observing. The observer of this is not necessarily the one who is caught up in the drama. Maybe a deep observing is there, where this desire is very, very active. You see, then who is it that wants? Who is it that wants so strongly? Is it all of you, or some aspect of yourself? You are going to find out, and it is very important that you find out, because when you really look into a matter and you come to the very root of the discovery, it loses its power. It loses its power. You see. So what had happened is that uh, uh, a thought came: you can never have this thing, and suddenly a hu- unexpected, a rage came, like. Like this, if if I can't have this person or this thing, uh, I might as well kill myself. From a little thing, boom, ready to kill yourself. You see, so uh, I saw her, and uh, happened to be just coming back into Sahaja, and I saw this person standing there looking very strange. I said, "Come here," and she told me what had happened. Then we looked together. And then she said, "Yeah, this thing happened. This very strong desire came, and uh, and uh, then a thought came." She said, "I was actually eating my lunch. I was having lunch in my tent, and I was eating out of Tupperware, eating, eating, and ruminating about this desire, you know. And then you know, the voice, like a voice, came and said, "No, you cannot have it. It doesn't belong to you." And suddenly. Very powerful reaction came that if you if I can't have it, then I might as well die. And then I said, This desire is not new. This is an old thing, you see? And uh, like that. So now that struck you, and you are saying now that there's still this voice speaking, maybe if you cannot do it now it well yeah. there's still a possibility of doing Who it. Who is it speaking to? Let's slow down. Who is it speaking to? You must identify. If you automatically assume it is for me, then you take the full weight of that. You must now find out who precisely is it speaking to, and you can find out. Most people they don't, they will not tackle this in that way. 
they will accept the voice of the mind and they will act on it or react to it. But here I show you, you must look and keep quiet, because sometimes this psychological aspect of the mind, it will, um, it will try different ways. Or if your question is very, very potent, it will try to get you to, um, uh, to try a lesser question. You see? It's like as soon as you're coming to discover, you know, it's like the mind now is throwing stones in the bush. You're coming too close. It's not throw stones over there. And then you whoa, what is that? And then you're off the scent. Hmm? Very subtle thing. But the more you stay with it, you find that a great wisdom come, a strength of focus come, and then the delusion is going to burn up. Then it's going to burn up actually because it's got nowhere to go. Don't settle for cheap answers. You stay with him, you see. You will find right there when you're onto something, why is it that somehow you it starts to feel like, oh, I'm getting all these tsunamis going on? Because now it is as though you're onto descent, you're about to catch it. Now this kind of uh, this kind of thought, it's like it's the mind is fighting for survival here now. Because you're unto him, you see. And this is the throwing stones in the bush. You start to look. Yeah, maybe it's this, and uh, to be distracted. And then, if you're distracted, then somehow you're off the trail. Like that. When you focus and you stay with it, don't exchange this for another kind of question. You stay with it. You see. And sometimes, when you stay uh, fixed on on this question, you may find strong. Strong, can't focus. For this is all the reaction coming from this place. But if you stay with it, at some point you stay. Don't let go of your question. Hmm? You may find that uh, the force of the sense of the one, you see, begins to collapse. And how it may come out, you may find this thing happening. If you stay with it, you find. Come out like this. Very often, you stay with him, no? watching. You find one of the ways it come out. Don't start celebrating, though. You know, still make sure you pull everything up. Stay with him. So the snake has been in the house. Now you're after the snake to get the snake. Now he's coming out. The head is in the garden. But the tail is still in the room. Don't celebrate. You stay with it. The question is not over. Stay with it. Like this you can. Now, how subtle is mind? Sometimes you are doing your inquiry and then the mind says, Look, you're not yawning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see? It's not working. It's not working. He's very cunning. Huh? Very cunning. But this is not. You are not doing this question to yawn. But to find out, stay with it. Stay with it. You stay with it. You stay with him. Don't buy any biscuits. Don't take any biscuits from strangers now. Like that, you can do it. It makes sense. It yes, feels. Yes, yes. Then tell me next time what happened. Yes. 
And I, I just want to say I don't want to keep any of these desires, anything or to still hiding. I just just put everything at your feet. Yes. So this, uh, what is important here is the feeling of the one who is uh, relating with the mind. That aspect of the self, the kind of personalized consciousness, the idea you have of who you are is reacting to these kind of desires. It's not the fullness of yourself, you see. And uh, actually, at some point, you may find that you, as you become more uh, subtle and direct, you may not have to go through the inquiry to that extent. You, see. you may look, and you know that uh, you'll come to a point where you, you know, you have come to emptiness actually. And from this place, you see whatever is taking shape inside you, it is not the ultimate, and you'll be able to simply to dis, uh, discard or disregard it. But while we still have this very strong, um, uh, what you may call it, this conviction of personhood in you, you have to walk the walk. You see, you have to go through step by step. To, to wash these impressions out. Okay. Thank you, thank you. Next one is down. Let me see you for a moment. Thank you. I have a question, but I have to say thank you first. Since I last saw you, so much changed. Um, after I, I parted, the last thing you said was, you're not finished, but I'm staying with you. Mm. And did you ever? Um, something started to sink deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. And things are seen. Well, at the beginning, actually, it was very, very challenging going back home. Very dark energy started to go through here for a while. And I just kept that in, and I kept trusting you. And I don't know what, where that trust came from, but it, it's true. Everything you said became true. And inquiry started to work, and it did become, it did become my favorite way to spend time. You went from being a nightmare to being just so beautiful. And love started to be discovered, and peace and joy and silence. And there were moments where I can see that I just am. Love and peace. Silence, joy, all these. I call them the perfume of the self. But the source of the perfume uh, you must find to be your own self, not your person. Not the person, you see. 
For this reason, it must come that you will discover that whatever you can see or perceive, whatever is formed out of the elements, <coughs> the elemental world, all the phenomenal traffic of sensations and thoughts and memory and projections and dreams and all of this, you have to come to see they are clouds passing. Sometimes something inside doesn't want to admit that or not able to admit it. It feels too strongly attached to some concept, to some object, to some person to come to final seeing. So this is why gradually, gradually you are uh, developing this uh, self-taste to appreciate, to recognize, gradually, gradually to come, uh, so that you can bear your own emptiness. When you can bear and be the emptiness that you are, you are free. Not many places will talk like that, because the the human expression of consciousness is a first tied to an object. The first object it's tied to is the body. I am this body. First, the I am come. The I amness feeling come for everybody, for all sentient beings. I amness means the intuitive or subjective sense of being. You know that you exist. Nobody had to tell you you exist. You know that. That natural feeling, I exist, is with you. You see? And it is not person, it's not person, it's not a personal. But very quickly it begins to be associated with phenomenon, meaning like the body first and with the conditioning in where you grew up, family conditioning, uh, religious conditioning, political, social conditioning, all of these have an impact. And nobody can be blamed for it. All the beings somehow are picked it up. We have to taste that. It is as though it was the intention of the of the dynamic consciousness that all the beings must be first coated in some conditioning, the belief. Uh, maybe in order to play this game, you had to have the password. First I am, and I am the body. And then somehow let the show begin. The show of existence, of relationship, of desire, of becoming, <laughs> of attaining, of reaching, of living and dying, all of these things come. We must be aware of this like that. No? And so uh, as soon as the, this human expression of consciousness comes, this association with what I call phenomenon, hmm? meaning to time. If you touch time, you touch change, and time and change and name and form, then you are in the wilderness of concepts. I don't know, am I going too fast and too far to speak like this? I hope not, because many of you, you have been with me for some time, you should know this, not here, but you should be living this from here. You will know that it should not be a strain, for you, maybe in the beginning, because it takes some time to gradually um, move more deeply into the understanding, to accept it also. First, we are not even aware of it. But one by one, somewhere here and there, a human being is uh, waking up, 
we don't know what triggered this desire to go more deeply, but God gives this impetus, you know, to begin to look, to question, and grace will start to take you. It's like we are all bubbling up and down on the surface of the ocean, like cork, and then you get tied to some stone. A stone of grace will take you to the bottom. You know, meaning that most we are living only with the idea: I am this person, I'm a woman, I'm this age, I'm from this country, and so on. I'm married, I'm single, and this becomes, in some way, our package. That's what you believe, and that's with that belief you go in life and you live life according to those concepts. But there's much more to you than that. Isn't it? And so only as you dip under the surface of your own ocean, you begin to discover that uh, the infiniteness of being. That must have already been happening for you to come here. You see. And then when you go and you're in the very ocean itself, you know the bottom, you know the top, you know the middle, you know the uh, the fullness of it. Then it doesn't matter if you're on the surface or not; it's still the same one. Let me finish now. So, just the last point I want to make: that you say, yes, now you began to experience peace and joy, and spaciousness, love. Maybe you didn't use all these adjectives, but all these descriptions. Uh, then I said, yes, this is the perfume. But where is the source? You see, because we want to enjoy the perfume, but you don't know where the source is. Can the source be apart from you? In what direction I can point? Now go in this direction for the source. Because even the perfume may change a little bit, no. But the source cannot change. Have you ever experienced anything in life? That has come and stayed. Everything come and go. Something witnesses the coming and the going of everything. Is that itself coming and going? Like this, we are inquiring. And in a short time, you are discovering the indescribable. Not here. If you discover only here, fear may come. If you discover here, Freedom. Mind will tell you, look, oh, peace has come, enjoyment come, ah, very good. Trophy, get trophy. Eh? Give you a trophy now. And we will settle. Yeah, we want just press pause. Let's just enjoy this. But for some they know no, this is the perfume. This is the confetti. This is the confetti, you know. Now we must go beyond confetti. No pressing pause here. No. No. Now I'm here for this. And it's been nothing but satsang since I've been back. And um, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for inviting us. What will change from you're here for this to you're here as this? What must change? Let's slow down. 
is everybody's question. What must change that I am here for this to I am here as this also? Is the source at the mercy of time? Everything that has name and form is sourced in time. We put a lot of energy, a lot of energy, uh, to attain what is largely ephemeral. You understand this term, meaning that it is uh, impermanent. And even we are searching for things which are impermanent, with an identity which itself is impermanent also. Have we considered that? Hmm. Am I creating fear in you? No. I have to say this because there's a lot of forces wanting to encourage you hmm, to settle early, early and shake. Doggy biscuit, nice feelings. Well, there's some acid grace going on here as well, so it's not all fun and games, mm. but it's it's also beautiful. Mm -hmm. There's nothing but but gratitude. It's. It's seen that it's here to help. Everything, like you say, everything is here to help. Hmm. Find this. To help you to do what? Just discover who we are. Yeah. Hmm. And you don't know? <laughs> when I say, you, I'm asking question, and you don't know? Meaning that, not knowing here, because we have read so many books today, I don't think anybody in the world who can get to computer cannot say that they know such and such, because you can research, you can hear these things, but you must find it here. It must be uh, the truth experientially for you. I use the word experience, because experience also um, uh, usually is associated with time. That in which even experience is perceived is where? In the West, generally, we have some understanding which we feel it's enough. We are used to, by culture also, of feeling that we know something because we have an intellectual conviction or a grasp of it. But for it to be really, really true, it has to be that uh, it has to become effortless also. Meaning it is unquestionable now. It is just what you are. It's not something it's not a it's not a uh, um, something you get into. It's not a costume. It's already there before even thinking it is here. And it is also. It is. The Truth is not waiting in some divine vault somewhere, 
watching to see which is the next human being who's going. No, it is right in the very core of your own existence. It is there, but not in a way that we can imagine. Many people say, I'm here for this. But sometimes, as we are coming more closely into the recognition of it, some fears come. We start to see what we are clinging to, what we are holding on to, appears to be standing in the way. And we may find that we are not ready to let go of things. Because in order for truth to be recognized, something gets exposed, isn't it? And sometimes this brings some discomfort. But the one who is really earnest, who is really ready for truth, will be happy for the exposure. They can bear it. The one who is afraid of it, they will want to run away. They will postpone. They will tell you, listen, I've got an appointment, I'll come back later. But the one who is here like this, even though they feel, ah, you see, the mind tells you, look, if you go into this place, into the unknown, you're going to be lost. And we are believers for things without knowing them quickly. Ah, oh, no, no, I'm not ready. And therefore, it is a very important, and there has never been a time when there were not sages and awakened beings in the world. There has to be there. So that when the mind comes and says, Look, you know, you're going to disappear, you're going to dissolve like this. We can say, no, but, uh, but Jesus didn't dissolve. Uh, Rama, Rama didn't, uh, Ramana Maharshi didn't do it. You know, they were here, and uh, they are our role models. They show that you can be awake and, and not be lost, not be stupid, not be boring. The mind's going to tell you, ah, you're going to be boring. Who wants to marry a Buddha? You know? Who is going to employ? So you look at the example, you say, Well, no, but that's not true. Our, our finest example shows that all of life, they are not anti life. The truth, actually, it gives life to life. You see, life takes care of life, it's showing all these things. There's nothing, there's no stink bombs to be found there. Every, all those things are in the mind. Thank you for exposing every single trap. It's, you expose everything, and it makes us ready for anything that the mind brings up. Yes. Yes. And the more I'm here with you, the more grateful I am, because it's true, we have no idea what we are discovering. I can see that, because it lands deeper and deeper. Yes. You're teaching. The same thing is heard from a deeper place, and it becomes more and more powerful. So therefore, you are one who should be able to answer my next question. Is there anything, actually, that exists that can stop you, or that's in the way of freedom? Take a moment. Is there anything that exists that tangibly or intangibly say, because of this I cannot be free? 
don't have much response. It's okay. I cl- I've clocked a few of you, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm not doing nothing. Yeah. Apart from imagination, you know? And also that we want to spend more time with our delusions. A little bit. You know, squeeze a bit more out. <laughs> And force, uh, not uh, well. Yeah, sometimes force has its own way. Also, grace uses sometimes little force to help you. But uh, normally, not by force. You know, this love will not come only by force. Not mainly by force. Little also by force. Little bit. Um, a question. Mm. <laughs> um, the body is going through some trouble, and just yesterday I realized that, well, it, it, the, the body uh, trouble began when I got here, but only yesterday did I realize that it was resistance. Yes. It just went straight to my body. I didn't. It, I didn't even make it conscious. You know, it can happen like that, no? Mind also can have some jurisdiction over body, also. You will start to play up like that a little bit. Yeah, and it's tricky that one because when the mind comes, mm-hmm. I can see more and more that the mind may come, but the person doesn't need to be there to receive it. Mm-hmm. But it just it went straight to the body, so I'm a little stuck there. I don't know what exactly what to do because the body's not getting better. Uh, yeah, sometimes people go and they go to see doctor or go hospital when like this, when they are under satsang, satsang flu, satsang fever, <laughs> shiva fever. We say no, and doctor cannot find anything wrong with them. We cannot find anything wrong with you. Why it should start here? Why, if you come for truth, something is trying to sabotage your possibility? It's good you are aware of these forces, no? They have been working in our lives for very long time. But I have come to look at it in a different way, hmm? that these things also they come because a greater thing is in you that can transcend all of these things. But if you did not have this power, then we would say, Oh, we are really, we are really, we are really stuffed, basically. How are we going to get out of this one? We have no help. But so much help you have. In, in different ways, subtle ways also. Sometimes with some things you just have to ignore them, so that you are not distracted from, from what you are looking at. Sometimes they can come like that. Mm. But very often it is to, as a, some kind of distraction. I am remembering one time I was somewhere in the United States, mm, I was, uh, we were sharing satsang, and I was offered a room on campus you know, there, that's where the teachers, the visiting lecturers, and so on would stay. And then one of the 
uh, teachers there. He came to see me. He said, I've been watching your videos, and I'm very, very impressed. And so we're talking like this, and <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so he, he, he said, Yes, I'm very, very uh, you know, interested, and so, so I have admiration for you. So we started talking a little bit. So uh, you know, I've been on the road for so long, and uh, like da la la la, and uh, then it turned into a kind of uh, kind of inquiry, just talking. Because normally I, I I don't even do this, but he was he set it up actually. He was like you know he was really talking like that, and so I asked him a few questions, you see, because he had some doubts, and when he spoke, then I I responded to them, and he goes, Muji, you're so great, you're so great. I said, you know, no, no, yeah, but you got the point or not? He said, no, no, I knew, I know, I know that you are the guy, you are the guy. I said, no, it's not about me, it's about you right now. You're looking at this thing. And then, uh, like this, and then we talked again, he asked another point, and I said, yeah, but it's not quite like that. Don't you say that when you see this also, you can, oh, you are fantastic. You are the best, man, you are the best. You're the best. I said, yeah, yeah, but, but do you get the point or not? Yeah, yeah, man. You, you really. You, oh, man. I got to. I got to bring some people to you, and and I'm trying to get to him to say about this. And it went on like this for maybe we were talking maybe ten, fifteen minutes like that, looking same thing, responding, and then in some point finally, uh, uh, when it was getting very hot, no, because I was pinning him, I wouldn't let him go. You see, sometimes I do this. So, and then he said, and suddenly you know what happened now. Then the phone ring. The phone rings, and he takes the phone out of his pocket, and he says, Huh? Huh? Okay, 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 I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> Your mind can do this. Then Muji, oh, it's fantastic talking to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming back to check you. That's a few years. Until this day, I haven't seen him. <laughs> He's not coming back. The mind is playing all these tricks, but only if you are trickable. Something is cooperating with it. The moment you begin to look and to, to check something, it changes, the atmosphere changes. And I believe everybody knows this. So, just by making these uh, resistance thoughts conscious, do you think it's enough for now? Uh, say again. Uh, making the resistance thoughts um, conscious, do you think that it's enough for now to deal with these body reactions? It must be clear for you that without you, there's nothing. There's no world, even. You are the ultimate weakness of all these things. It must you must be clear about that. That everything that's coming, even the most subtle thing that's coming, it cannot manifest if you are not there to witness it. Find out who it is that witnesses it. If the weakness itself 
Is it tangible or intangible? Is he in time or is timeless? This is the only thing you need to solve now. Is the weakness also in time? Sometimes I ask you, are you an object in the front in front of the lens of perception, or are you behind the lens of perception, or both? So these questions they help you once look, you see. Am I merely an object in the in the in, in front of the lens of perception? If I am an object, who's perceiving the object? Can it be one other than myself perceiving? Who do I take myself to be? So like this, we go through with the inquiry, pushing, pushing, until finally, uh, all this superstructure of mind and psychological mind it collapses because it cannot bear the laser light of real looking. It collapses. You see. It doesn't matter how strong the effects might appear to be, you are the witness of them. Are you yourself an effect, or the witness of effects? You must be very clear about that, and you will feel the grip of the mind. Uh, you can't hold on. You cannot grip emptiness. Now the term, when I use emptiness, if you are strongly identified with phenomenon, it will feel afraid. The mind will turn emptiness in a fearful place. It will say, Oh, you're going into the black hole, into the emptiness. I want to tell you, you are the unknown. Temporarily fascinated with the apparent known. There is no end to what you are. But it's a question of whether you're ready. You being who? You being whatever you conceive yourself to be. If you think you're a person, you're still going to have a lot of unfinished business to do. If you come to see that the person itself is a phenomenon, witnessable, and the witness of this phenomenon, sometimes I ask you, can the witness be witnessed? Is that too complex a question? Can what is observing everything, everything, eh? everything, even the subtlest thing, it is observing it? I say sometimes there are some phenomena which are so subtle, there are no names for them. Still, in the consciousness, you perceive them. That which is perceiving all of these things, can it itself be perceived? Then you must sit and find out. Because the attention is usually going out through the senses, shopping through the senses, for sense pleasures, or sense objects, and so on. But a question like this, it like it turns things around. The attention. It's not even you who turn around. Your attention begins to return to you, the source of attention. I want to know if you can relate to the things I speak, and if they have a significance for you. Because many people, we are still, of course, we have some phenomenal things, relationship issues, and what's happening in life, and different things that may preoccupy our attention. And I say, I don't see anything more powerful, more all 
mm, all-encompassing as uh, the realization of your true nature. The realization of what is true in you has the power to bless automatically every aspect of your expression is blessed by it. So therefore, it is worth, because mind will try and get you to be attending to all kinds of things, to keep sending you on journeys. But I'm pointing you to journey's end and journey's beginnings. You are there before the beginnings and the endings of all the journey, but not in the way that we conceive or believe ourselves to be. And even if you don't understand uh, the words exactly, then the very energy and essence of them is communicating in your heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Uh, okay. Come. Can I see you? Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. So I've been doing inquiry for a while, and there's a lot of peace, spaciousness, love. I thought I understood. <laughs> And then yesterday, after that little mini spontaneous satsang, I was having lunch, and the mind disappeared. Uh-huh. It just dropped away, and it was so beautiful. Yeah, it's the most beautiful thing. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it just and I realized that I didn't understand it all that other time <laughs> that I thought I understood it. Well, it's great. I mean, who will? Uh, enjoy the absence of something. Usually we enjoy the presence of something. Even we call them presents also. But you enjoy the absence of something, the absence of the mischief. (laughs) It went away and you are so wonderful. Has he come back? He came back. <laughs> I could see the mind coming back and yeah. saying, hold on to this, don't let it go. And I said, that's the mind, don't listen. But then the mind started engaging with the mind. I got it. some good news for you. Uh-huh. Hmm. doesn't matter if he come back. He has to come back for a while. It doesn't matter if he come back. Don't use this as a reading to assess you. You are before mind. 
Your idea before mine. Your idea before any concept. Therefore, all concepts are perceivable to you and by you. So the mind, sometimes you oh, the mind is gone. Oh, good, the Pokemon is gone. Oh, let's enjoy it. No, but mind come back. He has to come back. Huh? And uh, you are there when he is gone, and you are here when he is present. No? He comes, the mind come. Huh? Don't even something, oh, no, it's not again, and stuff like that. Also, this you weakness. Don't associate with anything that you witness. He come back. It doesn't matter. He has to come. When his work is really over, and then maybe you won't even notice. Oh, a long time I don't see him. What happened? And so when he come, he still has work to do. You need somehow the mind to exercise your discernment to keep checking. You will only have success, so to speak. If it managed to pull you into the shape of a person, if it cannot pull you in the shape of a person, sometimes um, I will say, "Don't take any shape." This is great advice. Yeah? Uh, don't go into any shape. Stay shapeless. With shapeless, I'm not asking you to suppress your senses. And no, 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 no. You can hear everything very clearly. Even without opinions, even without opinions, better still also. Don't take any shape. Because the mind activity is to try and get you to relate to yourself phenomenally. That you did this thing wrong. You could have been better. You see? You're not ready, you're not worthy. Look what's happening. Oh, they don't like you. You see? You don't take any shape. And you can perceive everything. It has no power. You see, it has no power. It's like if you go to see a fight or something like that, uh, a boxing fight, and only one boxer shows up. <laughs> the other says, "Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! What's happening?" And the boxer is in the ring. <laughs> only one boxer show up. You see, so let him show up. You're already there. You just be audience to it, like that. If you watch and pay attention to the mind, you will see that it is trying to get attention, you see, and belief. But the most thing is identity. If you identify with him, he has power. We should not be afraid of the mind also. The mind in its larger context is a wonderful, it's wonderful power. Because of mind we have all these things and names and comparisons, all of these things. We must not be afraid of that. God makes all these things, even no two petals on the flower is the same. So much originality, so much uniqueness. But you must see from your place, however diverse the phenomenon is, the phenomena is, all of it has the same DNA as consciousness. It came from there. If you have this understanding, you're going to be fine. Mind is gone again. It's gone again. Yeah. yeah. Just here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good, good, good. Thank you. <laughs> so good. 
check in a little bit inside internally. <clears throat> if I say that you are don't be a container storing things. Don't be a room. Be like open terrain, open space. There is nothing to collect. The sky is not collecting clouds. Ocean is not collecting waves. Let them play. Let everything play. Who are you? This must be clear. That's the only thing that needs to be really clear, you see. <clears throat> Are you an object? Are you a thing? Are you a form? You are perceiving the senses, mind, the play of intellect, all this is being perceived. But can the perceiver be perceived? These are questions for your mind. Can that which is observing the function of perception, can that be perceived? Is it an object? <clears throat> Where must you go for answer to this? If you don't cling to any shape for a moment, what is your size? Don't take the shape of any concept at all. Hmm? What astrological sign are you? What is your date of birth? What gender are you? And yet, not that these things are in any problem at all, but they are more superficial to something that no one catches. Whatever is perceivable, you are already here. If you hold on to the form, then you will pick up the limitations of that form. And this natural conviction, this natural knowing, it will feel uh, like some abstract knowledge. Why say, don't cling to any form? Does it hurt you? You do this now, like this. What is here? If everything was taken, if everything that you associate with yourself was removed 
for a moment, even just for a few minutes. Everything, anything you can think of, imagine from any zone of time, was wiped aside like this. Uh, can anyone remove the awareness? Can you be lost? Is there a separation from what and what? <coughs> and is just merely a game of imagining? So like this, I say, in order to come to the quintessence of your own uh, being, thereafter, after this, then you may invite the world back. You may invite the whole world back, and you see if it causes any trouble for you. Because everything are clouds passing. Even this body is a cloud passing. No, there's nothing wrong with clouds. And enjoy. Some will pass very slowly, others fast. But the important thing is that all of them, fast or slow, are recognized or weaknessable by you. Even our desires, which are so we are so attached often to some projection, some desire. Is also cloud passing. Does it hurt to hear that? Unexpectedly, knowing this, one moves very beautifully in life. Unexpectedly, love is present, and joy, and peace which are hidden by the personal standpoint of personhood. Because the person always wants something, always lacking something, always needing something, and being somehow uh, too deeply treasured, you miss your beauty. Peace is your beauty. Love is your beauty. It is your environment, your atmosphere, your climate, your perfume, joy, lightness, spontaneity, openness, <coughs> compassion, fun. This is your perfume, largely hidden by this limited obsession with personhood. What will you really lose, except trouble? And so life gives you, God gives you, yes, you may do this slowly, so that you grow into trust, 
and faith and that your recognition is not forced upon you. Sometimes little force is necessary. Because sometimes we have a donkey ego, stubborn. So life has to kick you a little bit. And then after ah, you go to pick up a stone and then immediately, ah, thank you, thank you. You recognize that you have tasted, as you say, acid grace. Because the ego wants freedom on its own terms, and it never gets it. Check inside. Empty or full? Or indescribable? There was never a time when you, as pure awareness, were not. Nor will there ever be. But the person keeps changing even in one lifetime. Your shape you cannot keep. Sometimes, when you are sitting like this, in this real deeper listening, mind will come in the form of sleep. You feel, Oh my gosh, I'm going, going, going. But even this sleep coming, you can witness. It's bogus sleep, it's not true sleep. This would be a sleep to avoid. So, I have already injected you with a sleep. Serum, anti-sleep. <laughs> Message is already gone in. Just joking. You <laughs> you also must design for yourself these energies that play, whether to cooperate with them, whether to accept or to feel that they are stronger than you, which I would advise. Don't accept these things. They are stronger than you if you take yourself to be a person. If you awaken to the fact that you are consciousness, pure consciousness, nothing is stronger than you. I don't even want to call consciousness strong. It's far beyond all of these things. It's got nothing to be strong against. The ego mind 
wants you to keep asking questions about your ego self, person, what the person is experiencing, the person is experiencing. But if you are able to listen and to hear and to recognise your own sense of shapelessness, can you have any problem at all? In daily life, we will encounter some things you must negotiate, must use your, your power of discernment, of discrimination. All these things must be active in the dynamic expression of consciousness. And that is fine. But it is most fine when you have come to displace something. And you can acknowledge, did you create this? This vastness. This uh, timelessness, you see. It can only be discovered, it cannot be improved. All work to try and improve is to be done upon the person and the mind, and not upon awareness. Now, it's a lot to say. If you are not holding on to any shape or any intention, just now, <clears throat> or to any form or any desire for now, just leaving them aside, not aggressively. So whatever you can perceive or imagine, don't pick up. Whatever the mind is showing on the screen of consciousness, don't log in. Simply you perceive. Hmm? What is here? Does it have any form or shape? Is it going somewhere? That which is when you leave aside all concepts for the moment, no? what remain? Did anybody put it there? No. Is it a journey? I know in some people, the mind is a tsunami. 
if you feel somehow experiencing that in your head is just like a tsunami is going, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that also will pass. And it will be weakness to pass. And if it is witnessable that it will pass, then it cannot be you. It's just looking for attention. The mind is just seeking attention. Make no effort now. What is here by itself? Does it even have a name? Is it an object, an object of creation? Can it fade? Is it an experience? When you can confirm these things, you will not have to work for peace. You will not have to create or do any exercise to find love. Or joy, spontaneously it will come. Spontaneously it will manifest. All that is beautiful and pure of consciousness is already in you. But as long as we are remain fascinated. With the ego identity and personhood, it will appear that these don't exist. And we are working for small wages. Now I don't want to say anything anymore now. And we won't take any more questions for now. Let whatever you have heard that resonates in your heart marinate in that. Be grateful to the recognition of your own silence, your own self. Not personally, not person, it's not a person. It is the Lord of the universe manifesting in each heart.
a few verses from the Ashtavakra Gita. Uh, here, a few words on awareness itself. Now we can just view. Yesterday, the sage is speaking. Yesterday, I lived bewildered in illusion, but now I am awake, flawless and serene beyond the world. From my light, the body and the world arise. So all things are mine, or nothing is. Now I have given up the body and the world. I have a special gift. I see the infinite self. As a wave, seething and foaming is only water, so all creation streaming out of the self is only the self. Consider a piece of cloth. It is only threads. So all creation, when you look closely, is only the self. Like the sugar in the juice of the sugarcane, I am the sweetness in everything I have made. When the self is unknown, the world arises, not when it is known. But you mistake the rope for the snake. So when you see the rope, the snake disappears. My nature is light, nothing but light. When the world arises, I alone am shining. When the world arises in me, it is just an illusion, water shimmering in the sun, a vein of silver in the mud of pearl, a serpent appearing in a strand of rope. From me the world streams out, and in me it dissolves. As a bracelet melts into gold, a pot crumbles into clay, a wave subsides into water. I adore myself. How wonderful I am! I can never die. The whole world may perish, from Brahma to a blade of grass, but I am still here. Indeed, how wonderful I adore myself, for I have taken form, but I am still only one, neither coming or going, yet I am still everywhere. How wonderful and how great my powers, for I am without form, yet till the end of time I uphold the universe. Wonderful, for nothing is mine, yet it is all mine, whatever is thought or spoken. I am not the knower, nor the known, nor the knowing. These three are not real. They only seem to be when I am not known, for I am flawless. Two from one, this is the root of suffering. Only perceive that I am one without two, pure awareness, 
pure joy, and all this world is an illusion. There is no other remedy. Uh, it's enough for now in this one. Ah, come, come. <coughs> Namaste. Yeah, bring it down, yeah. <coughs> About ten days ago, I was in Sahaja, yeah. and I was painting. When I receive a phone call to say my sister passed away. And of course, I cry, I was shocked, and I could feel some support here. We pray for her, and I organize my trip to Spain where she lives. And when I arrive, I discover she was alive. And so she left her body for many hours, and everybody thought she was. And uh, we, we don't have, there is no explanation. It's, it's a miracle. And she asked me to say how much she's so grateful and thankful for your prayers. And. Uh, so I, I want to share this with you. Thank you so much. Very good, very good. I think the power of Sangha is, is very... Yes. Thank you so much for your love to create a community like this. Because I'm sure that your prayer brings them back. This for sure. And in accordance with the will of God. Thanks to God. And yeah. if I can offer a little song to, yeah. to you and to all of us.
what the Lord has done in me. Oh, Sana, oh, Sana, to the lane I was slain. Oh, Sana, oh, Sana, Jesus died and rose again. Hosanna, Hosanna, to the lane I was slain. Hosanna, Hosanna, Jesus died and rose again. 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 Deep peace remain with you, everyone. Okay.
it's our time to live in time to forgive all those lies we've told in time to let go we may find can just be not what you see nothing inside we've been alone won't you come home won't you be mine we can just pray only today only divide it's our time It's our time To learn in time We must burn in this life And grow to let go we may find we can just be not what you see nothing in time we've been alone won't you come home won't you be mine We can just pray only today, only divide. Now it's our time. Now it's our